0: You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fragueira. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. And I have with me my very own personal coach, the goddess herself, goddess of radiance and influence for coaches and change makers like myself. Vanessa specializes in inspiring coaches and change makers to ignite their presence so that they get known and they build a greater following of raving fans and naturally attract more clients. What I love about Vanessa is we go beyond the mind's logic. And I don't know if if you remember, Vanessa, when I first started working with you, I wanted it to be grounded on logic, on the practical, because that was my accountant brain, right? But working with Vanessa, we went beyond the mind's logic and into uh, the understanding of, it's not so much an understanding, but the feeling, the embodiment, the it's a felt understanding, um, not rationalization. It wasn't something that was foreign to me. It was something that I won't immediately acknowledge because you know there's a fear of it's woo woo or too fluffy. It's it's nothing that can be substantiated. But that was again the the accountant in me. And in fact, without Vanessa, I could have easily swept them under the rug because it's not practical, it's not logical. It's it's a felt sense, this mystical world. I'm excited to have Vanessa explain what is it? What is that mystical world? And why is it important to have a glimpse of it, have an opening you know we we don't immediately open up to it because it's it's something mm. that we got disconnected to but here's what i know here's what i know aside from the projection coming from my before very fixed very rigid accountant's mind here's what i know to rise into soul power requires embodying every part and aspect of ourselves especially those that we denied suppressed repressed And what we unknowingly disconnected from, and one of them, a big major part of our beingness, of our expression, is our mystical dimension. And soul power isn't about exerting force, but rather it's getting in the flow with our true nature and being one with life and creation itself. Soul power is making manifest from the level of soul, from mystical to physical. And like I always said, every Mm -hmm. one of us need a Vanessa in our life. Welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast, Vanessa. Thank you, Tess. After, you know, talking with you about your podcast for so long, I'm actually finally here in the hot seat myself. (laughs) (laughs) So have you always been mystical, Vanessa? Yeah.
1: Yeah, never been aligned with any religion. Like I grew up on a farm in nature. Um, I'm very much a nature girl. Anyone knows me, I'm really uh, into nature and animals. I get my, everything I think comes from that world, being able to just tap into the the feeling and the embodiment of what you're talking about. I think, I think when you said feeling and embodiment, I think they were the right words. So I think you'd think, yeah, you, it was exactly what you said. So I've always, always been what I would call mystical. So without being aligned to any religion at all, because I haven't, even though I went to a Catholic girls boarding school, um, I have not been aligned with any religion. It's funny, I remember we used to have to go to religious class in primary school. And I asked the priest who led the religious class Uh, do uh, the animals go to heaven as well? And he said, no, they do not. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I made my mind up there and then I would not align with any, any thought process that didn't have a place for the animals as well. So, yeah, so that was very early on in primary school, which is, you know, I'm about six, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah. So how did I get into it? I don't know. I just being very at one with nature and the animals and growing up on the farm. So we were quite isolated. Obviously, I went to a small town primary school, but it's nothing like going into a bigger town or a city. Um, but as I developed, I started just getting interested in you know, people might say the paranormal, but I, you know, I tend to call it the mystical. That there, there is something else. There is another dimension. There is other things that play in some way that we are not uh, in our as we go around our everyday life are not aware of. And I found that I could that I had that awareness that there was more than what our eyes and our brain tend to want to take in. And I say want to take in. We can take it in, but most of us are closed to it at some point. Um, So, yeah, always have been. Um, Just found different ways probably as I grow and grow and grow. I've just found different ways to tap into it. So my interest now is kind of beyond where I was with really interested in the paranormal dimension, and now I think it's your words about feelings and embodiment that I'm more interested in because I see you know, our mysticism as a way of stepping into that greatest potential. I think that over here knows what it is. While we're here in our everyday world, we're getting hammered. (laughs) We're getting hammered by our own self-doubts. We're getting hammered by the rules and the conditioning that goes on in life. And yet over here in this other place where we can drift to whenever we want to is the feeling and the embodiment of who we truly are and who we can be. You know, you know some of the exercises I've taken with you, you know, take on the goddess um, embodiment of who you can be. That uh, is and a perfect essay. Now you've got your tiara today. <laughs> Um, so these exercises that take us into actually feeling and the embodiment of all that we are, because we're naturally drawn to all that we are. We don't accept anything that's foreign to us. So if you're open to the fact that, you know, there is a certain goddess energy that you can embody, then you are that.
0: I was coaching someone yesterday, a client of ours, actually, and she got a card reading from you. And that's how she got into the awareness that she doesn't want to be confrontational. But then, if she's not confrontational, how can she grow her business? Mm-hmm. So, we got into that um, process of embodying that confrontational. I gave her a homework. It's not so much confrontational. First, we had to redefine what was confrontational exactly. and yes. then ease into shift it while we were in the coaching call so that. By the end of the session, she was actually ready to role play, being confrontational with her husband or daughter. And right. if he doesn't have that confrontational or powerful or courageous, whatever it is that aligns with that confrontational, she needs to be able to confront her own thoughts. I said, You need to behave, hey, shut up right now. I'm in command, I'm in control. We're gonna have a meeting at eight o'clock tonight. So we were doing all that you know, confrontational. is a very negative connotation. But it goes the same way, the woo-woo of, oh, you're a goddess. Oh, yeah, right? Really? Are you really? So how how do you, I know how we started, and I was a very open already um, student of yours, but how do you start with people who are just not into that realm yet? Um, Many
1: people actually, you know, when they say, I'm not into it, um, but funnily enough, most of them, you know, I don't kind of throw them in the deep end. We might have a bit of a play where we might say, um, you know, I might do a past life or something. So even though they think they're not into it, but they're happy to see in that exercise what comes up. So it's curiosity. Curiosity opens the door for most people. So even there, they say, "No, I'm not into it." But then they go, "Oh yeah, I'll have a go. Let's see what comes up." And then when they see the shift or, or how um, how much um, awakening comes for them from even just doing one exercise, they start to realise that this isn't just some woo stuff that only all the you know the hippies and the the spiritual. Uh, gurus get into this is something that they can use in their everyday life because it really helps them shift their embodiment I'm using your word because I love it so much um, of who they are where they've come from and what they are shifting to or who they can really become that in essence is them they just haven't taken all of it yet into them so yeah, just little steps at a time. You wouldn't want to throw someone who's closed down to it into the deep end straight away and just say, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. So we do normal coaching with them as, as you know, people who know the coaching process know what that is. But every now and then, you know, if they hit a certain spot where there's something that we just can't get past, I would then introduce them to say, you know, if I was to do a uh, timeline with you, we we can go back um. And go through your timeline and take you back through your past. We will probably find where that comes from and why you can't shift it. Are you open to that? Oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And so we take them back through their timeline. It goes back to even in utero. They're thinking they're just going to go back to childhood. But I warned them beforehand, you know, I could take you back to utero and even before then, oh, okay, let's see what happens. But they're thinking I'm only going to go to childhood. But in that process of that, that timeline, that regression that we take them to, because they're in trance, they've gone with it, they do take themselves all the way back. So naturally, um, our subconscious is going to take over in that process and start to bring out what they need anyway. And that starts to open things for them. So you'd be surprised, Tess, how many people that you would look at you know, like this big tough businessman or something who's making millions and millions and millions, you'd think, nah, he'd never be into it. And I would say, let's go down here if you are open to it. And so many of them that you think would be closed to it are just, no, let's do it. Or Oh, I've always wanted to do that. So I think people put on their masks and say, oh, I'm so not into this. But give them the opportunity. And do it well, too. And and they'll start to realize this is a very powerful tool for their own progression.
0: And I believe, too, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I remember I was at that point of I said to myself, I'm not going to hire another coach. I'm going to do this bloody thing all by myself because I was just so <laughs> tired of the fear-based marketing, the fear-based coaching, and the cookie-cutter approach that they're forcing coaches to, to do when it's out of alignment, it felt like I couldn't do what they were telling me to do. But then when we met right away, it, it, it was like, Oh my God, this feels so good. Someone who understands more than what I am presenting to you, but you can go deeper. I think there's a lot of limitations in a lot of
1: the, coaches coaches out there themselves I think they're just following formulas that they've been taught or they think they have to be a certain way so I think personally you know and you and I have had a lot of discussions about how we feel about a lot of the um, coaches coaches and the marketers and the marketing processes out there uh, but i think that they feel that's the only way to 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 success so to me if they are feeling that, and it's got to be my way or the highway or my way is the only way, I think that they have much of their own growth to go through as well. And I don't get everything right. You know that. Um, but I'm extremely open to, we we want to look at as many ways as possible as what feels good for the client um, and me not say, you have to go and do direct messaging to everyone. Um, when I know that that person is highly uncomfortable with that process. So we'll find another way that doesn't mean, as you know, Tess, that I won't challenge you for something you're feeling uncomfortable about. Um, but I kind of have an intuitive knowing anyway as a coach and maybe also uh, doing mystic work there is that intuition we know that we can tap into very easily to know whether you're just putting up your own little roadblock um, or whether this is something that truly is not the right process for you. And I think that takes that takes some um, Emotional intelligence also from your coach to work out, is this person just putting up their own roadblock or is this something that truly is not going to work for them?
0: Yeah. The beginning uh, I think of my- it's lacking
1: in, in our industry as much as so many of the coaches are meant to have those skills. I actually think it's lacking and I'm calling that out publicly and I'll probably be slammed by for, for it for many of the coaches' coaches out there who think that they're all that. Um, but I do think it's lacking and that's why we get so many people coming away from those processes with those uh, particular coaches saying uh, I'm everyone's the same. I've heard it time and time again, everyone's the same. Every, I mean, you know, in the industry, every coach's coach is horrible <laughs> and you don't want to get mixed up with one because they're all the same and they're all horrible and they all overcharge and underdeliver.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's such um, a cutthroat approach out there. And it's pushing people to be, you know, well, then you have mindset blocks if you don't do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and I did it, you know, for the first two three years, I did it exactly the same way. But there was just that inner resentment that was building up because I was, it it. Feels like a violation of my soul to, to make something that I'm not, you know, to try it, you know, an exercise of the muscle is good, but then to, to force it and you be that, you, you know, it's like that it's, it was an assault um, and I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and especially, yeah, well, you know, my
1: so test that you had that
0: awareness in you,
1: um, a lot of pushing, pushing against it the whole time. And they kind of start to go on robots just think this is the only way to success so this is the way I have to do it well you had a lot of inner awareness in you because I know you've done a lot of work um, around this area anyway it's always been of interest in your in you to do it Um, but for many people coming into the industry when they're fresh and fresh-eyed and you know bushy-tailed and all ready to roll they just go with it even though it feels so wrong for them so no wonder they end up sort of going this is horrible i don't like it either i don't like the business i don't want to be in it we have a massive jump out rate in the coaching industry from coaches starting to how many survive and actually build businesses it's very low at the end of the day Um, many jump out within you know two years two to three three at the most so um and i think it's because they're poorly led you know, with people like you leading now, you're you know you're one of the soul. You know, you're one of our great leaders, I think, and you'll certainly be one of the the big great ones out there with the work that you're doing. We need that. We need great leaders, but unfortunately, a lot of them are not. They're just cookie cutter work. So, you know, being able to come to that awareness of what's right for you, which is what I love about you and what you've done. You've really managed to realise. Okay, this is this is my voice, this is my message, It's what feels true to me. Because I remember before when you were talking about stuff like that, it didn't feel true to you, but now you've gotten to a place where it feels so true to you. Um, and that's where
0: the that it, it was is. so new. Like you said, there was so much of self-doubt and uh lack of appreciation from immediate connection. Um you know the crab mentality. What are you doing? You know who do you think you are? Uh, who do you think you can question faith, religion, um, tradition, culture? But it's it's something that really smothers and and really diminishes. I feel my worth, um, and there was just something in me that just wanted to break free from that because that that is not what was my soul was calling, and so. Even though it felt true, there are so many outside influences that bring you down, and yep. a lot of it is is the immediate influence uh, in life. And um, thank goodness for uh, someone like you who can, who can see through that. And and I feel like we grew together too. It's like. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of your uh, mysticism in the beginning until I started coaching with you. Actually, it, it was not the perception I got, but again, when I, when I picked you, it was more, oh, I feel so aligned with her. I don't know why I just felt drawn to you. <laughs> it's always been there.
1: I'd often whip out the tarot cards, you know, every now and then with former, with, with clients Um, But it's just in the last probably year that I've decided, okay, I'm just going to do a whole thing around making sure that coaches are stepping into their own forms of mysticism um, so that they can step into who they really, really are at their top and their best and allow that to grow, that i poured it out public, even though I used to do some of it, not a lot, but some of it with them privately. But, yeah, just because... I feel that it's been working so well the more that I start to say it publicly and it's been working so more to help uh, many of the people in my program right now actually that you're involved with, you know, you're one of my um, top coaches for that program and you work with those people going through it. Um, I've introduced it a lot more to them along the way with little offers and that and I've found that it really, really is helping them shift just as you explained with, um, you know, with, Um, the other lady that you did the uh, coaching with the other day about the being confrontational. Um, And it really is helping them shift into who or what or where that they want to be. Something that they might have not thought about, we're able to introduce to them, which I think is really good. And then they can start to take it on in their own way. You know, when I did goddess energy with you, I didn't tell you what goddess you were going to be. You know, have the uh, the energy of and embody. You came up with that one. <laughs> it was just, oh, there it is. And I was like, wow, okay, let's roll with it. What does that mean to you? How are you going to work with that? So it's not directing and telling them you're, you know, your are uh, Marie Antoinette or 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 your Aphrodite or whatever. Every person brings their own in. So we know then that when they're bringing yeah. their own stuff and not being told, unlike um, a lot of the the cookie cutter coaching approach they're being told a secret formula and they have to follow it step by step when you when you start to bring a form of mysticism in it and start to apply to it um through ritual routine however you want to do it you are accessing it not being told by me who to access so it's all coming from you
0: accessing your own greater power I love that Mm. because we were not we were never really taught that we are already whole that we have access to all that greatness and goodness um it was disconnected uh we were denied it um
1: yeah and I don't know how it's come to me but you know I've been working with coaches uh, for 10 years now so it's been some time and right from when I first started working with them, I actually could see their future as in sense of not that they were necessarily going to obtain that future, but I could see with each individual the their highest potential that they could very easily become um, and be, and it was very different for each person. And very few actually took that... To that level, because, like you said, you know, lots of self doubt, conditioning, and all that that helps them. But it's why I have have always believed in every person that comes to me and saying in in knowing that they can be be the biggest or the however it is that they want to be. And I really think that's soul power, you know, stepping into your highest soul level and then radiating that and then taking that out into the world with you is what enables you to make your dreams come true. Um, But many people just, one, can't see it, and secondly, pull themselves back from it. But I could always see with every person that highest potential that was waiting there for them, almost like it's predestined. It's there waiting for you. I could actually see it for each
0: one. It's like it's here. All you have to do is pick it up. Most people won't pick it up. So, for those who are listening, that's not into coaching or change making, just uh, leading an ordinary life. Yep. What is the benefit of opening up to mysticism, especially in the world that we are in right now? There's so much tyranny, um, oppression, abuse of power. Um, what's mysticism? gonna do for them or is that a waste of time you know or is that just a distraction (laughs) make you
1: become your own person for starters Uh, and I think that's really important for anyone because we're too busy following others not knowing ourselves um so you know whatever it is that you do you know just just whatever your life is Instead of being led by others, knowing yourself and what it is that you want for your life, most people have unhappy lives because they're busy following someone else's plan for them, aren't they? They haven't followed their own plan. They're busy following someone else's plan for them. When you tap into some form of mysticism, um, whatever that is for you, I find it tends to be um, just just delving into that other sense of self on a higher level. Um, for me it will be things like working with the tarot cards it will be uh, working with the chakras it will be working with goddess it will be just tapping into intuitively all that sort of stuff It's definitely not a waste of time i think it's definitely where everyone has to be and you know what i think too many people in this age tapping into other form of modern day gods like the the kardashians whatever other celebrity is out there and the marvel um, movies and all the rest of it you know and they're too busy tapping into other form of gods and then seeing all this power in these people and then thinking that they're diminished when that soul power that god or goddess however you want to see it is you and within you as well so I think if you if you start to get interested in just a practice of just whatever it is you know for some people and on kids you not for some people it's just sitting quiet for 10 minutes and doodling on a piece of paper. How peaceful is that? Just to sit there and doodle on a piece of paper. And I often play with my colouring and pens as well and just colour. So the simplest of things to just let you be quiet and start to know yourself and what it is that you want and most of all who you can be. So the less. You can, um, the, the less you can rely on all those outside influences and the more you can just rely on yourself, I actually believe the better you'll be. So all that's going on in the world right now, oh, man, it's been tough, hasn't it, Tess, to not be angry, frustrated, affected by that. I know I've done my senses of, of anger but the more you can just sense into, you know, rather than being told by them the power what we have to be, you know, whether, you know, we're all supposed to get vaxxed and all the rest of it, but sitting and knowing what's right for you and making your decision on what's right for you one way or the other, that's where the power is. Not just blindly following and being told what to do and then blindly following even if it doesn't feel right for you. If it feels right for you, whatever fine um and but if it doesn't don't go with it um but then of course you know if then okay you don't do it you'll be punished so you've again got to find yourself in being able to view the punishments in a different way I mean for me being uh, not allowed to go here there or anywhere um we weren't allowed to go out we weren't allowed to dine in restaurants and all the rest of it I didn't view that as a punishment actually <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, fine, we'll just create more beautiful meals at home and sit outside and create picnics on our park like property and stuff like that. So I think the more you rely on yourself and and going back to your soul power, which I think is the essence of it all, and mysticism for me is just one way of me reaching that soul power. It comes down to whoever we are and whatever it is we're doing in this world, knowing what is right and what we want rather than blindly following others. You end up off the cliff if you're a lemming following the Pied Piper or the rat following the Pied Piper. That's not so true. And you end yeah. up off the cliff because that's what happens when you follow the Pied Piper. The rat that got left behind and didn't follow the Pied Piper lived to survive another day.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's how this podcast came about. It's because I was so frustrated with so-called leaders leading people to slaughter yep and it's the piper and the
1: rat syndrome <laughs> <Over> the <cliff. laughs>
0: so why do you suppose that you were open and comfortable with your mystical side mystical expression whereas others like me was blocked were blocked um, I'm, limited.
1: I'm going to be really controversial here. I had no religion to hold me in. I had no um, boundaries given. I had no conditioning given. I was just living free as a kid growing up on a farm, doing whatever I wanted in complete freedom. And so I can take in what I want, what feels. There, there will envy there. right now. <laughs> there was nothing there. Um, even mum and dad, you know, they're just out busy working on the farm. Um, and, you know, this hermit lifestyle I actually think is very good for you to grow up in because there was no real outside influences, you know, and therefore when I faced an outside influence, i.e. Uh, we had to do the, the religious class at my primary school, sorry, I just got a cough, <coughs> once a week. I was able to question it because I hadn't been told not to question. I had never been told to accept. I hadn't been told anything. It's just like do what you want. So I used to be a kid and I used to walk out of the house and I'd go roaming on my farm for hours and hours and bathing in mud and just roaming up my um, up the breakaway looking for kangaroos and old bullets from the World War days and you name it, um, there was no restrictions. And I think that so I started to know what I liked to do and what I didn't. So it came, I think, as a sense of uh, an early sense of just tapping into what my spirit wanted to do for that day. If I got up and I wanted to go up into the breakaway and look for the bullets buried in the in the um, cliff face up there, I would. If I wanted to go and uh, it'd been raining and, and go look for mushrooms or something, I did. So there was that freedom of just following what your soul wanted to do. And I think, unfortunately, for many people, they don't get that freedom. I think that's, that's the difference. Amazing. I do look at myself and I, you know, because as a coach, I hear a lot of issues come up for people when I'm working with them, a lot. And it always blows my mind because I often will sit there and think, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I didn't have that. So... It's not that I need to understand it. My job as a coach isn't really to understand it. It's just to coach. But it was it's always been mind-blowing to me since I got into coaching because up until I got into coaching, which was only 10 years ago, I thought everyone was like me. And then when I got into coaching, I realised <laughs> most people have had massive restrictions placed on them throughout their life and been bound by those. And therefore, how stifling is that? And, and, you know, when you're bounding something, it's not allowed to grow in the way that it wants to.
0: Yeah, I, I did grow up. Um, I went to school from kindergarten to university uh, in a Catholic school. So although I really feel the higher teaching, it's the man-made interpretation yep. Yep. of the higher knowing and the higher truth and they're using it to bound people like what you're saying. It didn't feel right. My mom, she was very religious. She prayed for me. She did the praying. I did the action. Mom, you know, I have a test. I have an exam. I have a job interview. Will you pray for me? I did the work. She did the praying. <laughs> she did the rosary. And so it worked out. And then I realized later on. I, I called my mother my one eight hundred to God. I realized that's not true. I'm I am my one eight hundred. are yours. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's but it's just not. There was something in me that I wouldn't say defy religion, but I was. I would go to church and my mind was somewhere else. I was not even listening to the priest with his homily, or it was hard for me to stay connected with the priest and, and just listen that's one thing i also have a relative who told me that in my depression that oh don't don't meditate Tess. don't meditate it's mm-hmm. the work of the devil <laughs> yeah i i've had people but say what to yeah me, what do you, you say, know, say my to work people? is that of
1: the devil it's just it's just so not it's it's the work of me it's it, it's the work of me and Um, embodying who I need to be because there is that imprint out there in that other dimension of all my gloriousness, all my radiance, which, as I said to you, I see for every individual, and it's there, and and that's what I'm reaching into. That's what I'm reaching towards. It's nothing to do with the devil. I'm not not into devil anyway, to be honest. I don't believe in that sort of dark energy, so um, I only believe in energy that is light so I'm not really into that anyway but I was told by a um, cousin of my mum's she was actually a born-again Christian so she had discovered God later in life and she just denounced everything that I did as being the work of the devil and for me in my innocence as a teenager at the time I couldn't fathom that how could how could me just you know, tapping into my intuitive side, uh, using the cards to activate that, because that's what they are, they're an activation for it, be possibly the work of anything evil. When all it did was made me feel good, made me help uh, me grow in my place in the world, um, gave me my own inner knowledge without having to rely on the thoughts and the opinions of others. How could that be anything evil? When the work that I do, I find, is beautiful and strength. You know, I, I work a lot to protect animals and that. How could that possibly be the work of the devil? How could my ability to communicate with animals be the work of the devil when I'm able to access it and tap into their needs and give them what they need? So, yeah, it's closed-mindedness for starters, but it's also just the belief of anything that, again, it's it's they've been indoctrined and told that it's the work of the devil and they have rather than just gone into their own soul about what is really truth, they haven't. They've believed what they've been told and they've just followed their orders and that's what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, you know. I have to put something up saying the word tarot and, and some of the Facebook community go into breakdown. Um, but I think there's a lot of people really, really open to these tools as activation, to our soul power, to our own higher self, to that dimension that holds that beautiful vision of all that we are, There And that's what I see. As I said, I see yours, Tess. I actually can see it right there. And I see you and all that you are. And you're just working your way more and more and more towards that. How can that, the ability to see that, be anything wrong with that?
0: And this is a major crime against humanity to be limited, to be told it's the work of the devil. Like how can that person who's a member of my family, I wouldn't name names, tell me that it's the work of the devil. When I was struggling to break free from depression, I was struggling to to finally find what where was all this unhappiness coming from? Mm-hmm. And then I would meditate and my goodness, my, my first 20 minutes of meditation, I almost bolted out the door. I was with a group of people and I'm like, I was screaming inside. But then after that, I felt some sense of release and sense of coming home. And then I was so excited. Oh, I learned meditation. And my sister and I, we were comparing transcendental meditation and centering prayer, which is the Christian transcendental meditation. We were, oh, it's, it's one and the same. They just called it different. And then one, you know, family member said, it's the work of the devil.
1: It's, it's impossible such... to make work of the devil when you, uh, you know, when you look at meditation, some people like to do it. Some people don't. I'm not a great meditator, but you know as i said even this doodling in that quietness that stillness you start to just block out everything else that's going on in the world and you just start to know yourself don't you how can that be the work of anything evil it is the most beautiful process of starting to know thyself out there so whatever way you reach it i think is is perfect
0: the ignorance keeping people in ignorance in darkness away from the light the is sense what's of control, evil There's a sense
1: of control because if you start to know yourself, good, what what will you do if you know your true self and what it is? Hell, you won't follow our rules. We can't control you. So obviously over the eons of time in the past and even to this day, they actually don't want that to happen. It's dangerous for them, (laughs) for those that, you know, want to keep, you know, that's how I grew up, uncontrolled. Um, And still to this day, to, you know, mostly, I still got to follow society's rules about I must wear a seatbelt to drive on the road. And I would do that for my own health anyway, because I know it's the right thing for me. It's control also.
0: How this opening up to our mysticism, how's that going to, I'm just going to say it, you know, the fear that might come up for people who are resistant or hesitant to explore their mysticism. Would that affect their relationships in a negative way? Would that affect their job in a negative way? Would they just be, oh, tarot, tarot, tarot all the time and forget about living in (laughs) the physical, in the reality?
1: (laughs) We do have some of that happening. And obviously they they still haven't got to their power because they still rely on the tarot to tell them all the time. So it's the same thing. Most people are just fearful that there's a couple of fears that actually come up quite commonly. One of the things is, I don't, what if I don't like what I'm going to discover about myself, uh, about my relationship, all this sort of stuff. Now, tarot doesn't actually tell you that. You know I've done the readings with you. And it's not that it tells you directly. It allows you to do the searching. So, again, you'll only find out what you are ready for, for starters, and what you need. So that's most of the fears. And also the other fear is, yeah, it's, it's it's evil because they've been told all their life that it is. So there's a bit of fear that they're going to be struck down by lightning or something. <laughs> that they
0: will go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> um, but they tend to be the two main uh, fears that come up. I would say, you know, it, it's, it's find the right way for you to step into your own sense of your own soul power okay so it may not be going towards the tarot particularly if you've got a great fear or a version of it it may be simply sitting down with a coloring book and spending 20 minutes in that silence of just doodling and coloring and just allowing to see what comes through for you maybe as simple as that there is no person on earth that can say getting out your coloring in pens or getting a thing and starting to doodle is evil, and if they do, there's just a control factor. So find the way that sits with you um, for now. That that would be my advice. If there are certain things that seem a bit too far for you out of your comfort zone, then probably don't go there yet. But find something where you can just, you know, relaxation is another tool because relaxation is another form of meditation, isn't it? Like if we totally just relax and chill out, that is, again, our uh, gives our soul space to speak to us and because our soul isn't speaking to us most of the time because we're too goddamn busy (laughs) to hear it there was something I learned in the early days and I still hold it to this day and it's like can you hear the moon swinging in the sky so if you're in that stillness where you can actually hear the moon in the sky then you'll hear your soul so it's just stillness And all the other things that we talk about are different ways and some of them are fun and they allow us to explore. Some are just ways for me because I love the ritual and the mysticism of it all, of doing God work with goddess, doing um, other sort of work, uh, you know, candle work, you name it, it's all there, archetype work tests we work with. That's all different tools to hear your own soul and get yourself into that space. But that was something I learned, when you're still enough to hear the moon in the sky then, but if there's too much noise, you're not going to hear your soul, and it can't rise because you're not listening to it most of the time. We're drowned out by, you know, Marvel movies. and
0: <laughs> Distraction, yes. <laughs> Distraction and
1: even all the noise of what's going on in the world right now. Whoa, you know, I've, yeah, like all you, I like you, I've felt the... Mm-hmm when I say, no, hang on, you need to pull back in and just quiet and allow the soul to speak to you about
0: how to get through this. Well, the stress, the more we get into stress, you know, without the relaxation, without the rest, and we just hustle, hustle, hustle. That's, mm. you want wake up at 5am and hustle, hustle, hustle. Like, uh, no, that's not, <laughs> that's, that's not my perfect expression. Example
1: of perfect example of, being told a certain thing that is the only way to reach a certain level of success, you must do it that way. But then you're following someone else's routine, and it probably works perfectly for someone who's a morning bird, but for someone like me who can't cope till, like, <clears throat> 10 or 11, uh, that that system is not going to work. Now, if I tried to follow that system because I believed that was the only way, I would be an emotional, burnt-out wreck and in no way would I be anywhere closer to success by following their system because it wasn't right for me so it again goes back to whatever it is in life knowing yourself and then being able to follow or carve your own way that, of doing things that's the right way to you that's hard for a lot of people to do though I know that which is why when you can tap into some form of your own way of mysticism you know just tapping into that extra dimension of who you truly are whatever those tools may be you will find it easier in time and that's 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 how to make it there
0: when you mentioned that you've given me tarot readings and i'm in a relationship right now because of one of those readings <laughs> and you're like your next guy is as white as american pie and i'm like every white guy in my presence is it you? <laughs> and
1: funnily enough, when I saw that, I did actually see uh, him, your man now. And when you showed me the picture, I was kind of like, "Yeah, it looks like him, but it doesn't. He hasn't right got the right energy." So a lot of it is an energy thing that we pick up as well. Because now when I see him, I like, "Yeah, he's that's him now. He's got the energy now. It's finally reached him." And that would come with his own uh, supposed confidence and feelings about himself and the relationship too. So- it's interesting. It was interesting. That, would, that, that was a bit of a blowout to me as well. It's like, where is and, this? And,
0: and when it finally happened, it was so smooth. We knew each other from a long time and we couldn't, you know, we were inseparable. And then you gave me the, a reading at the time where I was just so upset with the other fellow and like, he's not your guy. That's what you told me. He's not your guy. Let him go. Yeah, he was not your guy. Um, <laughs> it's funny because when you're able to
1: tap into just, um, you know, with Mr. Sim allows you to really practice the skill of just trusting your knowing. I could have sat there and go, "Oh, maybe he isn't. Maybe he isn't your guy, and maybe maybe you need to do some things to try and strengthen this relationship." But for me, it was such a solid feeling of, you know, because I can see Tessa's future out there. I can actually see it, and it's like he's not there. It's not it. He's not it. I see the dude that's out there, and he's not your guy. So trust you have to learn to trust what you're feeling and what you're intuitively knowing because that is the soul at work just telling you what's going on some people I think most people are safest doing it for themselves there are some people like myself who have honed the ability over the years where we can actually pick it up for others as well but everyone everyone on this planet has the ability to just know for themselves, everyone. I just am a little bit extra lucky because I've been doing it for so long that I can just have this instinct knowing and trust that knowing and say to someone like you, Tess, when you've come to ask me, he's not your dude. There's this one out there.
0: Yeah, you said play all you want, but he's not your forever guy. And how do we do that?
1: You just know.
0: And most people
1: might have that thought for you and then push it away. But if you just know, you've got to trust it. Um, And I think that's where people miss out. They just don't get to trust their own soul, that inner power, that knowing that they have. At the end of the day, we are just another animal form on this planet. And I work a lot with animals and they're all guided by instinct. And we are just another animal form on this planet, whether people want to admit it or not. We are. And we are guided at the end of the day by instinct. End of the day, that's the bottom
0: line. Okay, so instinct, intuition. I heard creativity also as a way to open up to mysticism and Mm -hmm. using tarot cards, archetypes and some... I like ritual a lot. I like ritual ritual. a lot. Okay, do you want to talk a little more about that?
1: So ritual is, you know, do you have a little morning ritual that might be, you know, to meditate each morning and maybe you'll light a candle or something or say a few words that have meaning to you. So ritual can be anything that you want to. Um, every at the beginning of every week I will do a ritual I usually change it up a bit but I'll pull out the cards I might play with some herbs or something I might work with the elements which is earth wind fire water all different things but ritual is just something that you can make up your own little process but what it does it starts to build your own strengths um, just through ritual some people might call them spells as such I don't tend to call them as spells but the process of affirmation combined with uh, repetitive doing you know lighting the candles and meditating on the candle flame while you are affirming some stuff in your mind which then if you do it well enough will radiate down through your entire body that's the art of ritual so just to give you an example over the weekend my great grandfather came through a lot to me in sense of I started I was googling some stuff and he came up and one of the lines that I found on the internet about him was it said he made a fortune in property. This is my great grandfather, so it's from the early days of here in Australia. When he came out from England, he did make a fortune. He owned up of WA back in the day, and I've been looking myself at wanting to start getting back into property investment. And I just was for some reason my grandfather's name came into my head. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with that? And I thought, well, I just going to Google, and I Googled and found a lot of stuff around him about he how he first came to Australia and was out in the gold fields you know one of the first people to discover gold here in Australia in Western Australia but then I thought that's not what I'm looking for that's not what I'm looking for and then I came across and I was reading some stuff on him and it actually said that he made his fortune. though he discovered gold and you know made money from gold he actually made his fortune through property and I'm like right that's what i needed to see that's what i was being called to see so it was just a matter of trusting and keep going till i found what i needed to find and so now i'm going to be doing rituals around being able to tap in and embody my grandfather's ability to make fortune through property and i know that sounds a bit strange but it's really like i'm not really sure how to do it in the way that he did so if i can tap into the inheritance that i have of his ability if I can tap into the inheritance that he, of his abilities that would have no doubt been passed to me through the genes, I can embody that. And that's the work I'll be doing over, you know, some time now. And really are you employed. ritualizing that? I will get up um, each morning and probably meditate on him and just allow myself to really immerse myself into, I never met him, by the way. But allow myself to immerse into what I feel around him. So probably meditation. I might light candle at the same time. I love, I love the magic of candles. Again, that's my little magic. You gotta find your own. What do you love, Tess? I love the magic of candles when I'm when I'm doing meditations and this type of stuff. You gotta think, what do you love to eat?
0: Yeah, I'm actually doing the um, Julie Cameron's. The artist I, way. I, the, artist? the artist way. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. I decided to join this book club because I almost didn't want to do the podcast again. You know, uh, I lost my dog and there was just, n- the, I lost the momentum plus mm-hmm. feeling discouraged with all the censorship and shadow banning. And my question was well, what am I doing it for? through doing the artist's way is you're not doing it for anything you're doing it because you enjoy it Plus, and you're a great host work together you told yeah, I mean, me my voice is what sustains voice. me. Yes, your voice. Your
1: voice is one part of your power. So this podcast is a beautiful way of allowing your creativity and your power to show as well by doing the podcast. Yeah. So everyone's just got to tap into their own own way, but and it may change. You know, at the moment it's around you doing the artist's way. So that was an introduction to you towards the creativity and opening up the creativity. Everyone will find their own ways at different Brilliant. points.
0: And to that point, I wrote in my morning page that I lack discipline, I lack this and that. And and next thing you know, I have this huge pain in my neck, huge pain in the back. And then now, talk about routine, I'm going to the gym every day, not because I chose it, but because my body was telling me, well, you can not move and you know risk atrophy and when I when I heard that in my own uh, inside of me I'm like I'm going to the gym even though it's not my favorite place in the whole world
1: that is mysticism though where you're starting to listen to yourself as I said most people don't and mysticism is just the different tools to be able to doing that but you you are just starting to listen to what what you yourself knows that it needs and wants so that's the difference between those that are starting to listen anyone else would have look honestly i'd say mass majority of people would have had those pains and just soldiered on
0: <laughs> right, or, or take uh, a pill yeah take it. a pill um, I, I, yeah i can't do that <laughs> yeah. i have a so diversion so- to pill
1: <laughs> you've listened and i think that's the art of it mysticism is just the way of accessing that ability to be able to listen. So, yeah, whether I'm doing past lives, we're doing some sort of reading or or whether we're working with goddess energy or whether we're doing archetypes, um, whatever it is, chakra work, it is all opening ourselves up to listen to us and what we know, which will be the greatest thing you could ever do for yourself in life, you know, in all honesty, the greatest thing you could ever do for yourself is to be able to listen to you.
0: Because with that comes freedom, abundance, freedom.
1: Mm-hmm. joy,
0: everything that we're looking for and searching for and and striving towards, but is evasive, is because we don't start. Most of us do not us. know how to listen to ourselves.
1: And I think, you know, that thing I said about can you hear the moon swinging in the sky is very much can you hear what your soul wants. If you can hear that, then you'll always build the life that you want and that you dream of, if you can hear that. If you can't hear that moon swinging in the sky, which is really the soul inside here that you're listening to, it will be very challenging, I think, at times for you. I
0: just want to add what just came through to me is seek your first the kingdom of God and it will be added unto you. And that is the kingdom of God inside of you. That is the soul power. It's not out there. It's inside of you. Any final thoughts, Vanessa?
1: I suppose, you know, people get a bit scared of the idea of, you know, what mysticism actually is. It's what you want to make it. But as long as you are able to find a way to use something that you're not doing every day, but craft that little bit of time for you each day, it may be relaxing in a bath each evening in a bubble bath or something. You, you can just lie back in there, but it's just finding your way. And once you find a few ways to do it, you'll start to find that you begin to get curious, and you'll start to explore other ways as well. But it's it's about just listening to you and what you want, and being able to block out all the noise of the rest of the world, which is what I grew up doing. So as I said, for me, I know it's easy, um, and I know it's not so easy for everyone. You kind of have to actually open up to the fact that you uh, probably have built a life around listening to someone else rather than yourself. And I think once you can own that and say, I want to build my life more about what I want, but I think you've got to own that first. And that might be a hard thing to own. So I think there's some sense of awareness of having to, to start to own that too, and then start to listen to you in whatever way you want to do it.
0: You talk about, before I let you go, coach spirit for those uh, coaches like myself who want to try that as a way to empower more people, create more leaders, create a whole new world, break free from oppression right now. Yeah, coach spirit
1: was something I just came up with. I've been playing with the idea for quite some time. I found that... You know, I've been doing doing all these great readings and everything, you know, for people like you, Tess, and many of the others that come Enjoying along. It, by the way. And, yeah, and the goddess work and everything that we do, people come along every now and then and they seem to love it so much and it makes some big shifts in people as well, you know. Um, and I was thinking, imagine, I'd love to actually just apply this for maybe doing it with them for six months and less strategy and more their embodiment of who they need to be because we've probably worked a fair bit on strategy or those out there have already know what it is that they're wanting to create as a coach and change maker in the world i know tess you're pretty set now on what it is that you want to create for for the world so now we need to get into the embodiment of that future that i can see and i have to allow you to see it so i have got to use tools to open up that doorway where you can actually see that future that I can see for you, and start to embody it, and that was the essence of Coach Spirit. So it's a lot of a lot of work, mysticism along the way for a full six months, and, and we'll meet and and do this sort of opening you up and embodying you. Do you have to be open to it? Um, you'd have to be curious, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to work with someone in this who goes, no. So I think if you are ready for this, it's a perfect way to really step into you, not, not just me seeing that future for you, that I can see in that that dimension that resides right there next to me. It actually comes through this ear, believe it or not. It might sound a bit strange for someone, but it does. Not me just seeing it, because I can't do a lot about it if you can't see it. So it opens it up for you to start to see what that is, what the possibility is out there and then start to embody that. Um so
0: that's coach spirit in in the simple. It starts term. with restlessness, uh with an inkling or a glimpse. It's it's something that you can't put a finger on, but it's something in you that is restless and just want some answer or some clarity or direction. At least that's how I started, you know, from from a very rigid accounting point of view to what? Now you're coaching? It's it's a night and day. But what I'd love for people to know is, doesn't mean my accounting was not right for me. It just means I'm opening up to more of me, a greater more version of me that I have yet to meet, that I have yet to experience, that I've yet to explore, doesn't mean the past was wrong, doesn't mean it was ours. I actually see that accounting for you as being
1: uh, highly beneficial for your future as well that I see out there that you're building the all that you can be should you wish to answer that calling and step into it. I actually see the accounting as being um, a very, very important part. Um, it's your brains that works with, this part of you well, what
0: an amazing combination
1: of power when it starts to come into action
0: and and it still does come into play in coaching because mm. it's for me it's it got a balance yeah. debit credit got a balance you know inventory you know it's nothing things that don't serve you anymore like dispose of it like out the door no parts left behind um it's all about integration and a wholeness that's what really soul power is. And if we deny our mysticism, it's like cutting off our own nose and, and really never seeing our full potential. And to not live our full t- potential is a recipe for depression, anxiety, not feeling like you belong. Yeah, soul power to me. I just love what you do around
1: soul power because it is it is at the end of the day Uh, showing people how to rely on their own knowing for their own choices so they build a life that they want to build and live and reach the potential that they want to live and doing in this life what they want to do. I think too many people are conditioned to follow the rules and wants of others. So that's why I love your work. To me, that's what soul power is. Me with mysticism is just one way of reaching that soul power through the many mystic tools that are available for us to explore, create and get our soul talking to us.
0: Yeah, I love your work because you're putting mysticism into already tried and tested strategies to step into the spotlight,
1: which some people told me could not be done. every
0: year. It just gets better and better. Because I've, I've been working with you for, what, three years now or maybe even longer a little bit? But you're evolving. It's why I can
1: bring more of this in for you because you've yeah. evolved so much. You know, um, first we really worked on what you were about and what you wanted to to get out there. But now I think we can really evolve to really getting you to embody now and really step into that great leadership that you, as a leader of the Soul Power yeah. Generation, <laughs>
0: Oh, Without fighting with the, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what <laughs> that was so much me. Oh, I don't your know. Voice is your power you just write though, it for so. me. <laughs> yeah,
1: your voice is your power, though. When I see you just sit down and and I just think you're magic when you present. Um, your voice is quite hypnotic, <laughs> so I think there's a great power in that. And um, you know, this I don't know what to write was just total rubbish because. When I just said to you, just go and write something and you come back, it was actually really good. This is a perfect example for people watching or someone who's just bloody brilliant, um, yet still fills themselves with some self-doubts. But when you just say to them, just go and do it, just let yourself just flow, even though they'll come back and they're full of doubts, when you look at the work, if they've really tapped into what it is that they're about, it comes very naturally, very naturally. And so yours just came very naturally. So we know that you're on path with what your soul's calling you to do in some way.
0: Yeah. And how can people reach you, Vanessa, if they want to explore mysticism, coach spirit with you?
1: Normally, I send people to my group, but it's only for coaches. So for those of you who are not coaches, I guess um, the best way to reach me would probably go to my website, which doesn't talk a lot about mysticism at this point, but just go to the website. You can always reach out to me via the contact um, form if you want to send me a message. If you want to do any of this work with me, then just you can use that. Um, so it's Talbot.com. It's really that simple. And there's uh, just send me a message from the contact form on that and tell me that you that, that you joined the conversation here between Tess and I and then I'll know where we' where you've found me.
0: <laughs> All right well everyone I hope that uh, inspired some curiosity to explore mysticism. hope you can find in yourself to look into this part of yourself. it's not woo-woo it's not out there it's you. It's your divine inheritance. It's actually who you are. It's a big part. It's We are not just physical beings. And with that, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Vanessa. Bye-bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.